0: Welcome to the Arise podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my pleasure to have with me again Connor McGow, who is the coordinator of our Adaptive Design program. Welcome, Connor. Thanks. Always good to be here. So we did um, our very first podcast, featured Adaptive Design, and you described the program at Arise, and it's really one of the most fun things that everything we do is fun but a really fun thing that we do at Arise because it so much embodies the independent living philosophy can you just give us a real quick summary of what is adaptive design
1: elevator pitch okay so yeah yeah, adaptive design what we're doing is we're using uh, low-cost building materials to create highly customized pieces of adaptive equipment for people with disabilities and it's grassroots it's community volunteerism and uh, it's getting people um, who need equipment in there with us, building, shaping, forming to, uh, to their needs and, uh, and just helping them reach those goals that they set for themselves.
0: Absolutely. It's, um, and I encourage anyone who wants to learn more about the program to look up that initial podcast where we talk about it in some detail. And we're gonna take a sort of a deeper dive today in one of the particular things that you are building in the workshop. And that is really miniature power wheelchairs, if you can get a for folks who are listening to get a, a visual of that. And you have taken a toy, the wild thing toy, and adapted it for children very specifically to each child so that they have a mobility device that they wouldn't otherwise have. And um, can you just describe how you first happened upon, using a wild thing for this purpose.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm sure some of the listeners are saying, what is a wild thing? Cause yeah, what is a wild thing? <laughs> yeah, Good point. Uh, uh, no, not a problem. Um, so I've had to catch myself there uh, in, in the past as well. So uh, we're so used to throwing around the word, word wild thing. Um, it's, it's actually a Fisher-Price Mattel Power Wheels toy. Uh, so it's a toy that's sold, you know, at, at well, what used to be Toys R Us when that was around still, uh, right. uh, Walmart, uh, your your Targets, and and something you can buy right off the shelf for your child. Um, they they manufactured these with the idea of it being something a little uh, as an alternative to the, the Jeeps uh, and the the bikes and things that uh, is a bit of a more inclusive uh, toy for children uh, to be able to use, which is great. Um but it it didn't still meet the needs of every child um, and some children needed uh, some extra adaptions to make it feasible for them to use and play with and get around Um, how we happened to come upon it was uh, we heard of this great program called go baby go uh, which uh, is doing just that they're taking power wheels toys and they're adapting them uh, so children um, who are between the ages of of one and, and five are getting the opportunity to engage in movement and independent movement, I should say, um, who otherwise wouldn't be able to because they require the use of power mobility. Right. Um, and those children, a lot of times, are turned down by insurance around that age uh, for a multitude of reasons, um, whether it might be that um, you know they don't have a, a significant uh, or a, a clear indication uh, from a doctor what their specific disability is or what uh, capabilities it might have in the future, um, and and things are moving and changing as children grow and develop, right. um, it might be their house isn't accessible and these power chairs weigh a lot uh, and are tough to get up, you know, a set of stairs um, or having a way to transport that uh, power, or excuse me, a power chair. Um, once they do get it outside, if they don't have an accessible vehicle. So uh, for, for many reasons, a lot of these children have to go without up until about the age of five. Um, and, and they're robbed of that independence as a child and that ability to go and explore and engage and, and try new things. And, and during that uh, course of their life, um, that's when it's most important as a child to be, you know, trying new things and getting into trouble and, and, and exploring. exploring your environment. Right. Yeah. And playing. And that's how children learn. Right. And and if you're constantly being carried around or pushed around by somebody else, um, you're not obviously in control of your life at that point and what you want to do. And we were not OK with that. So right. we looked at it and said, what can we do? We we uh, found out there is a program um, that was already trying to tackle this need. Um, and then we took it a, a little further. Um, they do a lot of their, um, equipment with kind of the Jeeps and the other, um, devices that Power Wheels makes, um, great for outdoor use, a little tough when it gets indoor. Um, and you know, you've got a small turning radius in a hallway, right? Um, these wild things are, are set up more kind of like a power wheelchair where it's got two wheels on the side and they can do as, uh, uh, a turn in space with like a zero radius turn. Um, So they can spin right around without having to back up and go forward a bunch of times, um, which is great. Um, And uh, these do uh, come with some controls that we have to modify. Um, We go through and and adapt them so they can be either push button uh, with switches or they can be controlled with a joystick like many power wheelchairs are. Which the amazing part of that is that it translates beautifully when this child is of about five years old can apply you know again through insurance to try to uh receive one and and they don't require a ton of training at that point with a physical therapist because they've been doing this for years at that point now Um, so not only is it giving them that that play uh, experience and independence it's giving them therapeutic experience that's going to help them towards independence going into the future Um, So we've worked with some engineers in the community to figure out how to adapt these, uh, adjust the seating, positioning for the child, also set in our new and uh, uh, original code and electronics so it it's, it's kind of we rip all the guts out and replace it with our own that are more controlled, have some more safety features built in. The parents got a key fob, so if the child's ever getting you know to uh, into an environment that might not be safe, they can kill the motors on it and stop it immediately. Um, they have ability for the caregiver or a, a therapist to work with the child on driving controls. Um, from you know their own joystick uh, while they're following behind the child, it's got a lot built into it. It's really, we've gone pretty deep into it, and uh, it's I a really exciting adaptive device. T- I can device. tell it's
0: very deep into it. Mm-hmm. So, so if I can just make sure I'm understanding correctly, so we've got this wild thing toy which is on the shelf. And then we take it off the shelf. You are modifying it so that the child is able to sit in an, in that chair in a way that is comfortable for that child, which is a whole set of um, calculations and and trial and error based on how the child's posture is. And then you modify the switches so that they can control it um, themselves. And then you change the electronics so that we have safety yep. features where the parents can uh, either let the kid drive independently or say, uh, oh, time to stop and that sort of, so those are like three major adaptations you're making to this toy.
1: Very, Yeah. And, and it's, it's been a long road getting to this point, a lot of trial and error. I, I very much thank the the parents and the families for being as patient as they have been with us as we've worked through this. Um, we, we didn't have all the answers up front and then we, we through COVID, we ran right. into a lot of issues with sourcing the electronics when a lot of those dried up, um, right. off the market. So, it's, it's been, um, we, you know, we've had some hiccups, but we've got, come a long way with it. And uh, and it's only going further. Um, the unfortunate thing that we ran into in this past year is that we found um, in, in meeting with actually some of the designers at Fisher Price and getting on a meeting with them to, to learn more about it, to, to ask them about, you know, any potential other um, uh, adaptions that can make these uh, more accessible and and that they were actually discontinuing this product. Um, it wasn't selling enough unfortunately so they were they weren't going to be manufacturing it anymore so then we hit a, a big uh, moment of Uh-oh. what do we do now? Yeah, Right because Bigger now hope. your
0: supply off the shelf is going to be off the shelf completely exactly. not even stocked. Yeah. So that brings us to a couple of weeks ago where you got so we're you're in a place now where you think okay I'm not going to I've got a limited supply of wild things hopefully when people are their kids outgrow them they'll cycle them back we're going to have to try to stretch this as much as possible we're going to have to try to figure out another answer because it's not an acceptable answer that the kid goes back to being pushed in a stroller exactly. or carried around that's yes. not an acceptable answer yeah. So you're thinking, okay, I've got a problem solve, which you are excellent at doing, and your team is excellent at doing that. And then you get
1: a call a couple of weeks ago. What was that call? Well, an email. Okay, but, yes, an email. An email. Um, yeah, I came in on a Monday and opened my inbox to find that one of the, the designers from uh, Fisher Price that we had met with probably a year and a half ago, a year ago, um, just out of the blue, thought of us and found they had... Uh, misplaced apparently about 60 of these wild things in one of their warehouses came upon them um, after they've now stopped manufacturing them so um, they didn't realize they had these even at first and came upon them somebody had put them in the wrong place apparently and to our benefit uh, because they thought of us immediately um, got a hold of us and said hey we found these Uh, we're not going to be selling them but we'd like to donate them to your program and what you're doing
0: that's so amazing
1: yeah, yeah, so great and, news.
0: And and Fisher Price um, sh- not only donated these wild things, but shipped them from Texas. Yeah, these were in our house down
1: in Texas. So and shipped them up here on a tractor trailer on pallets. Um, so you can imagine what that cost. Um, you know, shipping isn't cheap, especially with these these things aren't light either. They're they're fairly They're not a power wheel or a power chair. Um, you can lift these up uh, with one or two people, definitely. But uh, man, they're for that many of them. That cost them a pretty penny to ship them up here and we're just very gracious that they they did that all all for free for us
0: that is that is a wonderful gift and before we talk about you know how you're going to really play with these 60 bonus wild things where are they now they are
1: actually uh, another great shout out to another great community partner um, SRC uh, reaching around so so that was the next problem i said this is great we've got 60 of these where and then another, uh, uh-oh, oh, no, where do we put 60 of these things? Because they're not small. Um, so we, uh, I would reached out to a couple, you know, different places around the community, and we had actually, um, prior to hearing this news that we were getting 60 more, we had reached out, and we've had some engineers through SRC, a uh, local uh, company, and and they've been assisting just uh, with kind of anything um Electronics, uh, engineering wise, even some of the cardboard stuff, getting their hands uh, dirty in in the workshop um, and and wanting to help the adaptive design program. And so we hit them up saying, hey, these are going to be gone soon. We need a replacement. Can we start working with some of you guys, any of your engineering team that might be interested in wanting to volunteer with Arise Adaptive Design to come up with a, from the ground up, uh, new version of what will replace? our wild thing, power mobility device. Right. And and so we just had gotten in, I think, the second week of meetings with, with these engineers when I got that news. So um, then I, it dawned on me, well, why not reach out to SRC again and see if they might be able to help us with, uh, with some storage? And they did. And so they actually had uh, some space in one of their warehouses, and they are taken those in for the next year to That's house marvelous. for us which was very very generous of them as well and now we've pivoted with those engineers they're going to start working on us working with us to uh, to figure out how we can get these you know uh, out the door quicker into the the homes of the individuals that need them um, in, a, in a more efficient way um, of building and writing new code and bringing the price point of each of these down too which i have already hit on some amazing things that we we weren't aware of and their engineering expertise came into you know certain types of boards and electronics that we were spending money on that uh, that they know of other options out there that are significantly less expensive it just takes the people with the know-how how how to uh, to work with those you know electronics that we didn't have the expertise but they brought in to be able to save us a bunch of money and and not only save us but the individuals we're building for that's uh, amazing that's amazing so and a and huge shout out to SRC for doing
0: that. it's, um, it's such a great story. And in terms of um, the actual the wild things, how many have we uh, produced so far?
1: So far about uh, five have gone out, so a small number. Um, like I said, we were working through a lot of right. we were kind of going through um, r and d as we were, we were building these because there was the need so we we would build one and then sometimes the equipment would dry up and we'd have to write all new code and and figure out where to source new uh, equipment and um, and some of these have just been you know a lot of they are a much more advanced uh, piece of adaptive equipment than what we're typically doing in the workshop Um, but one that's uh very much needed and and this is where we wanted to bring in some more expertise also of how can we how can we speed up that process Mm -hmm. of you know from the initial assessment to getting this thing out the door and into the Into the user's hands so they can benefit from it, right? But one one real quick fun story is we had a
0: well. Let me let me ask you a question though before I forget because I know you your fun. I want to hear a lot of your fun stories. (laughs) So we've got sixty now, and you've Mm -hmm. got um, a team that's going to be speeding up the process. Do you have any idea how long those sixty
1: will last? Yeah, I I, I'm assuming um, that we'll we'll have enough i mean those will get us by for at least two years um okay. and that gives us plenty of time which is actually a good thing um for developing that what that next phase is and what that next version is and they these guys are actually really happy to hear that too we're not you know we're not um having to be rushed into replacing this really quick it buys us a lot of time to make sure we're whatever might replace this in the future right um is done right and done in the most um Efficient, responsible, and safest way possible. Right, that really meets the need of the end user.
0: That makes so much sense. So, thank you for that. So, now I want to hear your fun story. So, real quick, yeah. The fun no, story take your time with your fun story. <laughs> is
1: uh, this was uh, so when we were doing some of the other wild things, uh, uh, family had received one. Their child had already gone through the process, was using it, um, you know, in their daily life, and, and another child. Um, I don't think knowing that this other child had gotten one um, signed up, we started building for them. The families found out that they were both getting or they one had one and the other was getting one, one made and it turns out their kids were, were friends. Oh. but there was this like not there was this disconnect for some reason right. where they didn't realize they both had come to us for one. So they were so excited that you know their kids were going to be able to go out and play in the backyard or at a park, For the first time together. Yeah, Yeah, which is super fun to hear and and really exciting. And just to think that without these, they wouldn't be granted that opportunity, you know, um, to be independently playing with one another and running around to wherever they wanted to in the park, doing what they wanted to do together as friends without someone having to be there pushing them around. So That was pretty neat.
0: That is, and that that's an amazing story, and it brings us back to, you know, why you do this work be, and why Arise does this work, because it's important, critical. You can't say enough about how important it is that people be able to be included in the community, access their community in whatever way makes sense for them, and you are so right that kids... Kids need to be able to explore and experience and have friends and move and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And you're making that possible for kids that there's not an easy solution until you
1: came along. Yeah yeah and well more communities needs us so we hope we and we inspire our other communities to do the same because there's a lot of kids out there that could use something like this absolutely Uh, and a big shout out to also not just src not just fisher price but bill smith one of our other engineer volunteers who's put in tireless hours on the initial coding and he was the only engineer initially that that did probably the first four for us um by himself and he 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 really knocked it out the park uh, for for what we asked of him. So big thanks to him um, on, on that effort, um, and of course Tracy Fleming, our workshop fabricator.
0: Yes, and we've done a podcast with Tracy too, so people should look that one up. Absolutely, and you've got a great team, and I have to give a little recognition because. Um, we all know you're fabulous, and the people that work with you know you fa- are fabulous, but uh, you were recently honored by the Physical Therapy Education Department at Upstate Medical University here in Syracuse as as uh, receiving an, an award as someone who promotes services that reduce barriers to physical activity and enhance participation, which is all just a fancy way of saying including folks and making sure that everyone accesses the community. And it's a... No, I'm I'm proud on your behalf that Upstate has recognized you and the community is really starting to, to see the importance of the work that you're doing and just uh, the creativity that you bring to all of this. It's um, just
1: it's an honor to work with you, Connor. Yeah, thank you and likewise. Um, it's, we have an amazing team here um, all fighting for that same goal um, uh, in, in disability rights and inclusion. And it's 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 easy to do when you're surrounded by great people um, and uh, yeah, we've just we've been really fortunate to to have that experience have Upstate rain in our backyard um, and they've been amazing with all of their volunteer students that we sent there. We constantly have um, med students down there working with us. Right. We constantly have PT students, uh, their uh, physical therapy students. Uh, which they actually have a program that sends students um, you know, from the classroom into our workshop so they can get that exposure to adaptive design and, and learn what we're doing um, and why it's important and have that knowledge once they go into the field. And what's really ne- neat is uh, just this year, we started that a few, maybe three years ago um, now, and those students are, are now out working in the field. They've been out long enough that I've had three in the past probably two months have reached back out with patients of their own uh, wow. that we've worked with you know uh, years ago and now you know they had that knowledge and that training in the back of their head and they're like well we can't find this device or this specialized piece of equipment or we can't meet this goal without a specialized piece of equipment but I know where to go to and and you know another approach that could help with my client and they've reached out to us and come in with their client which is really neat
0: that is neat and it's um Certainly paying it forward in so many different ways. Thanks for what you
1: do every day, Connor. Absolutely. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support Independence.